Welcome to Dumb Love. I'm Sally Brooks. And I'm Jen O'Neill Smith. And this is a podcast about all the dumb things that people will do for love. So welcome to episode 137. I can't believe we've made it this far. (laughs) We're just in constant amazement. How are you, Jen? Good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I had the day off today. And I had all these plans. Like I woke up this morning. I like I scheduled a, a hit class at Ooh, 8 a.m. High intensity interval training. You know the one. Yes, <laughs> That's I the do. One. And then I was going to go get a pedicure. And then I was going to go do pottery at the studio that I go to um, for several hours. And then I was going to come uh, and maybe go for a hike. Those were all my plans today. And what I did was I went and got a massage and then I ate a big bowl of pasta and then I took a two and a half hour nap and now we're here. <laughs> oh my God, that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, I think I won. I think I really- Holy shit, you won the day. <laughs> and I got to cancel all my own plans. Like I canceled plans just on myself so I wasn't disappointing anyone else. Nice. But I still got to cancel plans. It was so great. <laughs> Talk to me about this bowl of pasta. Did you make the pasta or did somebody make it for you? The pasta was- had been made previously it was a spaghetti that we had left over. So it was, just so it was a, a red sauce? It was a red sauce. Okay. Uh, it was just pretty plain, but, you know, flavorful. Had some good spaghetti cooked perfectly. It was delicious. Parmesan cheese on top? Uh, I know this is going to be crazy. Oh, my God. So I can't. <laughs> Don't. Jen. I'm going to throw this microphone. What are you about to say? I'm just kidding. What are you Listen, about to say? When I have fresh spaghetti, fresh spaghetti sauce, we eat spaghetti. It's like our comfort meal. We eat it mm-hmm. quite often. Parmesan, of course. Of course, that's like okay. the only way to go. Uh-huh. But when I'm reheating it, I uh-huh. do love to put some cheddar cheese on it and then mix it up like it's like a like I'm a small child and it's like baked CD. <laughs> Are you Chef Boyardee? Yeah. Does it come in a can? <laughs> Sally! Uh, animal! <laughs> I'm kidding. Eat, you know, whatever makes you happy makes you it's happy. Delicious. There's the no such thing gooey. as a bad bowl of pasta. If you like it, you eat it. <laughs> Food is meant to make you happy. And if that's what makes you happy, then ruin it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I knew, I knew, I mean, Ben thinks it's disgusting too, but you know what? It's just, it makes me happy. Hey, do what makes you happy. (laughs) So we had a great weekend last weekend. Sally and I went to um, Asheville. So thank you guys. Um, People that came out to see the show. Yeah, it was That was fun. fun. I know we had a great time. Um, It was a quick, like, quick afternoon, evening, and then. Asheville, and we were up and out the door at 6.30 in the morning <laughs> and back by 10 a.m. It was a fast, fast visit, but we had such a blast when we were there. I forget yeah. how much I love Asheville. I know. Such a I, cool city. I know. I, lo- I I always feel like Asheville is just like a little too far to go for a weekend from here, but I'm like, we went up, we barely, didn't we went for a day. hours. I know. It was. It was. We had the most delicious meal at this place called... 
rhubarb that's yes. right downtown Asheville. Uh, although I kept there. accidentally calling it rutabaga to anybody that asked me. <laughs> that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> rutabarb. Rutabarb. Rhubarb. Uh, that was like everything we had was delicious. Mm-hmm. And we were so stuffed before the show. But the show, we still had a great time. We were Every comic was great. It was so fun. The crowd was hot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they didn't force us to stay so we did come back home but i yeah. feel like they didn't give now, us the residency that we were hoping for but <laughs> any day now we're gonna get a call from the mayor of Asheville being like we need you back yes so. <laughs> there's a ribbon cutting yeah <laughs> on sally and jen street we were just and we need you for you yeah <laughs> um yeah that was a lot of fun and now actually this week so this is actually going to be a quickie episode surprise sorry <laughs> remember when i was like here's the schedule you're gonna love it or you're gonna get out and then like the very first time <laughs> We're supposed to stick to that schedule. We couldn't. Um, it's it's our kids' uh, winter break, and so we're both going out of town. We had a lot of work to do before that happened. Obviously, my day was so packed, I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way Sally could record a full episode. It's not the recording. It is the preparing. Yes, it's the preparing. That is yeah. the hard part. Yeah, we have so, to read. We have to write. Yeah, I mean, it may think. not seem it, but we actually do put a lot of work into our longer yeah. stories. But these quickies, we just we also prepare, but it's a less <laughs> preparation, yeah. less preparation. So, um, so anyway, so this is gonna be a quickie episode, just because, uh, you know, you guys are probably it's. I'm sure you're out celebrating President's Day. Yeah, so, I who's your want- favorite president? We can just do it as a favor. <laughs> Yeah. Email us in whoever your favorite president is. Let's talk about it next week. Jen, who's your favorite president? I'm going to go with Obama. That's my favorite president. I have a feeling that's a lot of people's favorite president. Yeah. It was a good years. He was a good one. So, okay. Favorite president. Let's get into our quickies. Let's do it. Okay. I actually have – can I do two quick – and then, a, and then a love story because I have Sally, been- you can do anything you want. <laughs> we make the rules because like, they're both so funny, but they're not super long. Um, okay. So this first one I actually had prepared for last week because I thought it was so funny. But then I found that other good one about the, about the Wordle lady. So, okay. So this one, it happened right here in our own backyard. Police in Jones County, Georgia, recently responded to the call of a female body found along a hiking trail in Hitichi National Forest, which is like an hour southeast of Atlanta. And hikers discovered what looked like the body of a blonde woman. She was totally covered in dirt, her face down. She was wearing blue shorts and like a pink tube top. And so Jones County sheriffs rushed to the scene. This isn't a common occurrence in that area. They don't get a lot of dead bodies. They located the body only to find that it was actually a discarded life-size sex doll. Uh, and th- this is what they posted on Facebook. So they said, the first part of 2020 sure has been busy. Yesterday afternoon, our investigators responded to what was believed to be a body located in the trail on Hitachi National Forest. Oh my Forest. God. Talk about the emotional <laughs> roller coaster. <laughs> right? Because it looks so real. It looks, it really Was it like, like a sex doll or like a blow up? Like, you oh, know, no, the, is it like a, like a, one of those robots or is it? Like it's a like blow one up. of those. No, no, no. It's a sex doll, like a oh. expensive, like feels like. And someone just threw it away. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so they say uh, on their Facebook, they said our crack team of investigators arrived on the scene along with Deputy Matthew Dennis, who quickly recognized the body to actually be a life-size sex doll, complete with accessories. Deputy Dennis located the model number, which was very concerning for me. Never missing an opportunity, the crime scene was appropriately processed and the evidence was collected and brought to the sheriff's office. The victim, now named Selena, is a little under the weather, <laughs> but she's been having a nice day and is expected to make a full recovery. In all serious, thank God for small blessings in that it just turned out to be a case of littering. If you know Selena or are responsible for her whereabouts, rest assured no DNA was collected and you are safe. But in the future, please make sure to d- dispose of your items in a responsible way. Oh my uh, God. Amazing. So the post went viral, of course, and people, oh man, the comments are so great. Like somebody said, please, for the love of God, tell me y'all are not going to sell her at the sheriff's auction. <laughs> auction. <laughs> It says, uh, I feel like she probably just lives at the station now. You know, <laughs> oh, how, how do you ever yeah, give that up if you have um, that? And then someone else said, when you try to hide your side chick from the wife, because Valentine's Day is coming up, but the authorities get involved. Oh, my God. Uh, and then the one that I like the most is somebody said, um, Selena, can you show us on this real person? <laughs> Oh man. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. I love that's, that. That was real good. <laughs> um, okay, that came from the the Daily Mail, the New York or not New York Daily Mail. Of course. It did. UK, um, and also it. the Jones County Sheriff's Office. So then the second one is um, which I found on the New York Post is about a bizarre wedding announcement. Okay, and it came from a Twitter user named Adam Atkins at Adam Atkinson, and they said, "I am begging you to read this engagement announcement for my parents' paper." So I'm going to read it to you. First of all, it's a it's a picture of them staring longingly into each other's eyes, and then it says. Dr. Matthew Johnson and Miss Jennifer Bear Cullen are pleased to announce their engagement to be married in February of 2022. Dr. Johnson, son of late Walter J. Johnson of Clark, New Jersey, is a well-known professor, historian, and author. Miss Cullen is a celebrated behavior specialist born and raised in the Alley Kiskeen Valley by her late parents, the beloved William and Martha Bear. So pretty, pretty like, you know, that's pretty, pretty normal, normal, right? Uh-huh. And now here we go. Colton Cullen, the son of the bride, is delighted to share in this miracle of love and devotion he's witnessing for the first time in his life. He would like to thank his stepfather for the genuine loyalty, honesty, and protection that neither he nor his mother have ever known before. Oh, geez. As a diamond is produced only under the intense heat and pressure, Jennifer's beauty derives from the enduring from enduring decades of narcissistic attempts to defeat her virtue and crush her spirit. These sociopathic attacks backfired. Matthew is ecstatic to be the only man adequately equipped to satiate Jennifer's long, unsatisfied yearning for romantic attention, affection, and love. What? Similarly, as gold is refined only through intense heat and flame, Matthew's strength of will derives from enduring decades of pathological contempt, deceit, and hypocrisy. They failed to break him. Jennifer is overjoyed to finally provide him with the unconditional love, undying respect, and gratifying intimacy like no man has ever experienced. To put it simply, they won. (laughs) Ah, this like hurts my heart like like that amazing i mean 
it makes me really sad for these people. I mean, I'm glad that they overcame they everything, but did they? You know what I mean? It sounds like they're still holding on to so much resentment. Yeah. That they like they put they made their entire wedding announcement about these people in their lives that they have so much contempt for. And it's I don't know. It just makes you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Do you want to know why else you should feel uncomfortable? <laughs> Were they naked in the picture? No, not naked no, in I'm the kidding. picture. I'm joking. But the original, the original poster no. came back to Twitter after they posted this original one and said and wrote, and he's an actual Nazi. Oh, the guy who wrote the thing is a Nazi. <laughs> yes, the guy that was like became gold out of. Uh-huh. Holy shit! <laughs> I knew I my instincts are always right, Sally. They really are. It I turns know. out he is the editor of the Barnes Review, which is described by the Southern Poverty Law Center as one of the most anti-Semitic organizations. Oh my god. Apparently he holds deeply homophobic views which are wrapped into a theory involving satanic semen, of course. What? <laughs> they always are. <laughs> so there we go. That's why we can laugh at them. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's an actual Nazi. I knew I didn't like them. Yeah. And then I when you see the it? picture, you'll be like, oh Jesus. Oh God. <gasps> Man. So there you go. Those, those are my, good. Those are my quickies. Those are good quickies. You ready for my quickie? Yes. Great. My quickie is also from an article for the New York Post. I got oh, a little man. nervous when you said New York Post. I was like, oh, <laughs> no. Um, but this is also um, a story about a crazy married couple. Love um, it. it was written by Ben Fjordherd and Tamar Lappin. Um, but just last week, a married couple was busted in Manhattan for allegedly trying to launder $4.5 billion in cryptocurrencies that was stolen during um, this like huge hack in 2016. Uh-huh. Um, so the couple, which is Ilya, he goes by the name Dutch Lichtenstein, who's 34, and his it says his rapper wife, Heather Morgan, 31, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, apparently they're accused of conspiring to uh, launder the proceeds of 119,754 Bitcoin that were looted when, um, I guess, when a hacker got into the systems of the virtual currency exchange called Bitfinex. Okay. So I, I don't all you Bitcoin people might know what I'm talking about. Do you have any Bitcoin? Are you into that? Are you into crypto? Are you into crypto, Sally? Do no. you even crypto? You don't? <laughs> I don't crypto. But you, you know what? Crypto. I used to make fun of TikTok, so you never know. Yeah. Well, Zach, Zach cryptoed. And um, luckily he did because it ended up being, um, it, it worked out for him. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say that. He was one of the very first Bitcoin champions. <laughs> Meaning like, I was always talking about Bitcoin. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Enough of this nerd shit. But it ended up, he, he did well. I guess this stolen cryptocurrency was then transferred to a digital wallet, which was controlled by Dutch Liechtenstein. And he calls himself um, a, quote, technology entrepreneur, coder, and investor on his LinkedIn account. So he and his rapper wife, Heather. 
<laughs> these, I'm assuming these people are white. Like, yeah, they are. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, so, and Heather calls herself a serial entrepreneur and a surrealist rap creator. Um, but anyway, yeah. they I then watched any of her raps. That's all. Oh, I'm going to sit in. I'm going to tell you about it in just a second. Oh, nice. So then they, so then they controlled the digital wallet, and then they moved the um, the funds into various accounts. You know, basically they laundered the money. Yeah. So they they then spent all of the like money that they made on it on other things like gold NFTs, and then it also says a five hundred dollar Walmart mark gift card which what <laughs> in like a 4.5 billion dollar scheme like what is the 500 dollars walmart gift card for i think that that was probably like a present for for someone you know oh yeah it was probably like, like someone aunt, in the, her rapper entourage <laughs> yeah, yeah. In arkansas i was like right. only store here is is walmart can you maybe get me a gift card I'm like, like fine here take <laughs> so they set up like various online accounts using fake identities and they moved the money around through the dark net prosecutors said. Um, yeah. And they also, when they raided their home, they found a bag that was labeled, it was a big bag labeled burner phones. <laughs> <laughs> like, why do you have to? <laughs> I label it. I know. It's like, I think you can look at the bag and know what they are. It's like, it's like one of those little typed out um, yeah. oh, label man. maker things. Burner phones for stealing. <laughs> My dad always has one of those. A label maker? Yes. I mean, from the time we were little, he always had one and he would like, you know, make the labels and put it like around the house would be like, turn off the lights, like to the basement <laughs> or like I wait one time on my gas cap, I like opened the flap to the gas cap and it was like, fill me all the way up. Check your oil. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, but they're so fun to play with. <laughs> they are fun to play with. I like to do yeah. the, to cut it at the end. I like mm-hmm. the cutting part, but I also have nothing labeled in my house. Oh yeah. What am I going to label? I got <laughs> post-its. And then they also kept a file on their computer uh, that's, that's was labeled passport ideas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, you know, a Canva, shout out to Canva, who we use every week, but it was just yeah. like a Canva board of like her with like, with a French beret. And <laughs> uh, my name is Jacqueline. Yeah. <laughs> Rapper. Yeah. Rapper Jacqueline. <laughs> um, so they were actually able to recover $3.6 billion of the stolen Bitcoin during um, that was stolen during this hack. And so it's apparently the largest ever financial seizure. Isn't wow. that crazy? Yeah. And so the deputy attorney, General Lisa Monaco, said, Today's arrest and the department's largest financial seizure ever show that cryptocurrency is not a safe haven for criminals. Do you hear that dark web? <laughs> all of all of the dark it web is that's not living. a safe haven. <laughs> <laughs> they are um, working now to return the stolen Bitcoin to the people that it was stolen from. The couple are facing charges of conspiracy to commit money laundering, as well as to defraud the U.S. And if they're convicted of both counts, they will each face a maximum of 25 years. Apparently, they got engaged in uh, 2019, and there was a Facebook post where Dutch calls Heather my best friend and the woman of my dreams, and that she's not just a tech entrepreneur, but also a fearless rapper. (laughs) (laughs) Refer to her 
as a rapper. So her rapper, she goes under the name Razzle Khan is her name. Okay. She calls herself, she says that she's like Genghis Khan, but with more pizzazz. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> yes. Um, so she not only raps, but she uh-huh. also offers productivity tips on her Instagram account. <laughs> and so really a jack of all trades and yeah. huge Bitcoin heist. I mean, what else can you do? I mean, wait till I see these pictures. Uh, so there's like um, a music video that she posted in 2019 that was titled Rap Anthem for Misfits and Weirdos, Versace Budin Music Video. And apparently um, she was jumping all around Wall Street, like outside of Wall Street in a gold jacket, a leopard print scarf, sunglasses and a hat with an entourage when she rapped. And these are some of her lyrics. Come real far, but I don't know where I'm headed. I'm the motherfucking crocodile of Wall Street. <laughs> and that's oh great. <laughs> the article, I love like I love this New York Post article. I mean, these journalists did a fantastic job because they also discovered that she had a song called Getting High in the Cemetery. And <laughs> in that song, the lyrics included, I love me some grave grass. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently th- their pre-trial release conditions have already been set and their bond um dutch's bond was set at five million dollars uh with his parents home posted as security and then he has to have five co-signers and home incarceration with electronic monitoring and then um rapper uh razzle khan <laughs> Um, she, her bond was set at $3 million with two co-signers and home incarceration and electronic monitoring. So sounds like they're in a lot of trouble, <laughs> these rappers. Well, she's a rapper. She's and, a rapper. He's and he's an entrepreneur that he's just an- loves her so. <laughs> oh, man. They yeah. sound amazing. I can't wait to see pictures. I'm going to look up her raps. It's- You're going to love it. I already do. Um, love that me was some a good one. Love me some grave grass. <laughs> I'm like, I think I wrote that song once. <laughs> Have you ever seen? Do you follow the um, Instagram account? It's called Catatonic Youths. No. Oh I my god, loved, that sounds great. Get on Instagram right now, everyone. If you're not following it, it's called Catatonic Youths, and it's like every uh, clip of like a horrible rap videos or punk videos or they're mostly homemade videos yeah and but then there's also some like really great clips of like you know ozzy osbourne and jessica simpson singing christmas carols together and just like like it's just so uh like chef's kiss so beautiful and so fucking funny um i see some i see some kid rock in here oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah hours of entertainment so if you uh are bored follow follow it um i love that uh okay so i have a love story to end with so this is like basically a full episode you just did a crazy story i did two quickies now i'm doing a love story so you know what you guys i take it back this is not a quickie episode we kept our word you guys can get out of here all right (laughs) (laughs) i mean after this story and then you know we're gonna say something then get out of here yeah then get out of here and go do your live your lives You're, you're you're doing great Um, Okay, so this is from a Washington Post story by Lisa Bonos. So this is like a little bit of a twist on our stories of people reconnecting, like having high school love and then finding each other years later, because this is actually about a couple that didn't date in high school, but they knew each other in high school. So 
Betty Connor, who is a 71-year-old retiree, had been talking a lot to an old friend she'd known from high school, Peter Nicholas. They'd gone to high school together in Richmond, Virginia in the late 1960s, and she had actually dated Peter's best friend, and Peter had dated her. So they had like hung out quite a lot, but they were like very different in high school. Like Peter was co-captain of the football team, and Betty was like in the service clubs, you know, she was quiet and shy. And then after graduation, they just lost touch with with each other. Uh, She said the last time that she saw him was probably like a New Year's Eve party, the first semester of college. She says he doesn't remember the party, but I do. Um, And then they both went on with their lives. They launched careers. They got married. They both got divorced. Betty still lives in Richmond, but Peter had moved all around the world and he was living um, in Baja, California, actually on a sailboat called Expectation. And eventually they friended each other on Facebook, kind of like, you know, there was that big rash of like once Facebook became popular, I remember like my mom getting on and finding all of her old high school friends. And so a few times when Peter was home to visit his family in 2018 and 2019, the two met up for coffee. And then that led to like occasional phone calls and emails. And it was through this correspondence that Betty finally like really got to know him. Like she was like, you know, I really knew him as like, my boyfriend's friend. Um, Mm -hmm. And what she got to know, she liked, she found him charming, intelligent, funny. Um, They had lots of things in common that, you know, of course they had all these mutual high school friends, but they also talked about how much they hated Trump. Um, Yeah. Yeah. They were both interested in meditation, (laughs) you know, nothing bonds you like hate. They had this shared history, but they also didn't really know each other. So it was like that thing where you're, you know, you meet someone who's like, maybe like, a friend of a friend and you're instantly like you have something in common, even though you're basically strangers, like you feel comfortable with each other already. And then, but they're still getting to know each other. And so at the beginning of 2020, things were kind of like, this had been a long, they had been like talking for years at this point, but just like every once in a while. And so, but things were kind of like ramping up from like a casual catch up into like something bigger. And uh, Peter had sent her in 2020, Valentine's Day 2020, a Valentine's Day note. And a week, few weeks later, she wished him happy birthday. And then she decided that when the quarantine started in mid-March, she was getting worried about Peter because, you know, he was just, he's like, was a real laid back guy. And she was like afraid they're both in their seventies. She was like, I'm afraid that he's not going to take this seriously. And she also really liked him. And so she decided she had to say something. So she wrote him this email and the subject line of the email is the teenage Betty in me confesses. I know. And then the email says, I wasn't planning on really liking you, but I do. I'm trying not to like you too much, but that is harder than I thought it would be. And when you like someone, you worry about their safety. Please, please take this quarantine seriously. I know how laid back you are. You're not a worrier like I am. Just be careful. In the meantime, I will work on liking you less. So please don't think I'm a pest, a pain, weird, crazy, etc." three exclamation points. Uh And then she ended her note saying like, she was like, I'm a realist. Like I'm not harboring like grand dreams of us moving across the coast to be together. And she also was like, maybe don't say any of this confession to her high school boyfriend, which I just think this is so adorable. Cause it's just, it's, I mean, they're in their seventies and it's exactly what you would have said, like as a teenager, like, I like you, like you, but like, don't tell my (laughs) ex-boyfriend. And also like, Oh my God, do you think I'm weird? Because I'm telling you, I like you. Mm -hmm. It's like, when do our insecurities 
just never leave us. Never. Uh, but of course, Peter wasn't, he didn't think she was a pest or pain or weird. He felt the same way. He said, I had been becoming closer to her throughout our conversations on the phone and my love and affection was building up through those. Um, and so he said, he started thinking like, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? Like how, what is going to be like, what, it, what am I really just going to like ignore this and not take a chance? And so he decided to take a risk. So in the summer of 2020, he left his boat in Mexico and flew out to Virginia. He said just to stay with Betty for a bit. He told her. Wow. He must really love her. He left a boat in Mexico to go to Virginia. (laughs) Right? (laughs) To Richmond. Man. Uh, No offense, Virginia. No offense. Virginia Virginia is for lovers. (laughs) It's for lovers. But not for boat owners. That's what I'm saying. Right. Um, so he told her, I'm just going to come. I, he, and he said, I can see us being together for the rest of our lives. Aww. So they both were like being realistic about it. They're like, if this in-person connection isn't what we thought it would be. He was like, his, he had family still in, um, in Richmond. So he's like, I can always go there. And so, but when Betty picked him up from the Richmond airport in late July, they immediately felt like, this is the start of something new. And Betty said, I think it really helped that we were friends and knew each other that way. And then that this just slowly developed and we discovered that we had things in common about how we look at life. And um, she said that even though they're like, they are very different, that everything just works. She said that she's a night owl and he's an early bird, but that Peter has a habit of bringing her breakfast in bed before every morning before he heads out on a walk. And they said that when Peter came to Betty's place, he quarantined in her guest room but that only lasted one night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then she put an update on Facebook, which I just love. And she said, sometimes good friendships very unexpectedly develop into much more. We assure you that no one is more surprised about this than we are. And so they lived together for about six months. Um, and he said he wasn't even, I mean, they still are living together, but this was after six months was when this article was written. He wasn't even thinking about leaving Richmond. He actually was selling his boat and making plans to stay just where he was, just where he was at the beginning of his next chapter. Isn't that sweet? It's so sweet. So sweet. I love it. Look at that. Yeah. Sell your boat, man. Tell a a guy you like him. (laughs) Tell him you like him. Send an email. I love it. Wow. That is so cute. I love that. <laughs> yeah, they're very, very cute. Um, all right. So there we go. I say let's do something dumb and something we love. Let's do it. For my something dumb, what's dumb, and Sally, I think you are in the same boat I am. And it's, we are leaving in the morning for a trip, and I have not packed a thing. No. <laughs> so I have so much to do. We were just talking before we started recording. I was saying sometimes when I just get to the point when it comes to packing, I'm like, who gives a shit? That's a shirt. That's a, those are pants. Those are some I always pack sneakers. Like, things I never wear on normal day-to-day basis. I'm like, I know. I'm packing like the grubbiest shirt and the like, like who knows what I'm going to do? I don't know. I don't want to. I have PTSD about when I was uh, recording. Um, I was on this sh- uh, show. I was asked last minute to do a spot on the show called Live at Zanies, and it was like filmed yeah. and it's a TV spot. And I had to like basically throw shit together and get in a car and drive to Nashville last minute, and I did it. But the the choices 
that I'm me. <laughs> like the weirdest floral shirt that I've never worn. Um, a blazer. Like who am I, you Paula Poundstone? I've never seen you in a blazer before. You know what is so funny is More I'm wearing sense. a blazer right now. Um, but I um, – uh, and then I got to Nashville and I was like, what the fuck did I do? I have no other clothes. I have no clothes except for this weird fucking outfit where like I have to be at the club in like 20 minutes. And it was just like, I just had to just be like, fucking forget it. This is, that's my life. That's what I look like on TV. It's the weirdest outfit. If you guys ever see it, if it ever pops up, I, 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 I have no explanation. I panic dress, just like I panic order at rest at like walk up restaurants. Oh, yeah. My orders make no sense. So, um, so yeah, when it comes to packing, I'm just not good at it. Not no. good. So that's dumb. Um, and I know you were saying the same thing before we started yeah. recording. Um, but something I love. Hey, you know what else happened this week? What? You know how um, I love to wear many hats. I am uh-huh. a comedian. I'm a property manager. I am an ordained minister. I'm uh-huh. a level one sommelier. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, Jen and I, I am a hand model. I am. Oh, no, go ahead. I went to dinner and uh, and. The, the bartender so we're sitting at the at the bar getting dinner and there the guy was like do you want and I was looking at the menu and I look at the guy and I was like ooh what's what what is what's orange what is, was it like what's orange, orange wine? wine and he was like starts answering He's me like yeah skin contact grape yeah yeah and Jen looks at me and goes you could have just asked me yeah <laughs> It's like, let me serve my purpose. Um, But I actually just became a notary. So now I'm also a notary. So if you need me to notarize your anything, hit me up, people. If you need to get married, I can marry you. If you need wine recommendations, if you need a hand model, I will do that. Um, I, uh, I, no, I'm joking, but I really, um, when I was in my early 20s, I was a hand model for a brief amount of time. Did I ever tell you that? You did. Tell me yeah. About, like mm-hmm. a phone? Was it like for a phone or something? Well, it started out for a phone. The first thing I did was for a cell phone. And then I did the Coca-Cola fridge packs. I did Massimo for Target. That's so crazy. Yeah. And then I got fired one day because I had a bad hand day. <laughs> Your cuticles were busted? They just called me last minute and I was like, I had hang- hungover hands. <laughs> they were very tired. They were very tired. They got no sleep. My nails were not done. They looked like shit. And then when they showed up, they were like, get out of here. You'll never work in this town again. And you didn't. And I didn't. <laughs> you called me. I know. I didn't want to be a hand model. You made me. Um, So, yeah. So that's my something dumb and something I love. I love that. Wear many hats. And dumb that. Um, Mm -hmm. My something dumb is, look, I have been doing stand-up for a very long time. And so I know that you sometimes have good shows. You sometimes have bad shows. And we had such an amazing show on Saturday. I was like riding high, so great. And then I went and did a show last night, and holy shit, Jen, <gasps> did I bomb? No, <laughs> so bad. Like I just, I mean, to the point where like I hate when people do this, but I was 
angry at the crowd. I was like, oh, were they just like, (laughs) Like, this is not, I was like, you know, this is more fun if you guys get into this. Like you, I was like, there is a reason why you don't tell jokes to yourself in a mirror because that is, makes you feel horrible. But when people laugh, it's like the best feeling in the world. So let's all laugh. I mean, it was mostly also like, was it where there do bucket spots? So that's what made me really angry. Uh, And I shouldn't, but then I just like laid into him. I got angry. Did you? I did. I was like, and I can't That is stage. so not like you. I know. And like, uh, and it was our friends, um, Nathan Owens and Damon Sumner and uh, David Perdue. Perdue. It was their show. And I came off stage and- The sweet, they, sweet boys. The sweet, sweet boys could not stop laughing. <laughs> because like, you yelled? Yes. Tell me what you said. I'm like, I, I'm so amazed by this. I literally, I literally was like, this is our contact. This is our contract as comics. Like I will sit in the back and fake laugh at your dumb fucking jokes. And you <gasps> can't give me the time of day. Like, I mean, I was doing it in kind of like a, Hey, I'm joking. We're all joking here. Uh-huh. Uh, but I was like genuinely mad and good for it you. Was, like, my own fault. I mean, I, you know, it's like my set wasn't going well and then I took it out on them, which you should never do. But I mean, they're uh, comics. I hate that with like comics. You're just like, like you're just waiting here for your bucket spot, which if you guys yeah. don't know, a bucket spot is like you go to like a book show and you put your name in a bucket and you hope to get on the show. And it's so that they can fill seats to like, cause this is a new show. It's great. It's like at the Drunken Unicorn. Have you ever been there? Yeah. Yeah. Which is like a great venue. And I, they're trying to do a weekly show and it could be amazing. These guys are all so good. They're bringing in good comics. Um, but it just isn't, you know, I mean, people don't know about it yet. So they're just trying to fill the room. Like right build the room. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. But in, in a way to do that is to have bucket spots and get more people in the room. But it was like almost all comics. And I made everybody raise their hand if they were there to do set. <laughs> and then I was like, and you have no oh my excuses. God, like, I just, and then I, of course I felt instantly like shit. And no, so you shouldn't. Bad. I think this is so awesome, but I'm like, I like Sally Dunn lost it. I did. I had a meltdown <laughs> on stage, which is like, That's, so I love rare. it. So rare. I'm usually like a, I don't give a shit what's happening around me. I will just do my set and walk off and not, I don't, you know, I'm not swayed one way or the other. But it was like something about oh, just God. like the, their I, dumb know, idiot faces. Their dumb idiot faces. Yeah, just look at me, and I'm like, I just want to say that I know this was all me. It's not those people. They're just there trying to, you know, practice their craft. And all I was doing was bombing, and then I got mad at them. So that was dumb. It was real dumb. It also felt real bad. Uh, I think it's why I took a two and a half hour nap today. Oh, man. <laughs> what a night. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was, I think that I really amused um, people that know me. So. Oh, I'm amused. I wish yeah, I was yeah. there. <laughs> I would have gotten on stage with you and be like, you need to fucking listen to her. She, she works all day. She takes care of her son. She's so nice to all of you. Listen to my fucking friend. <laughs> I really could really use some backup. Oh, next (laughs) time I will. I'll come to your show tonight. I'll see you there, Sally. Come to my show and just. We're not taking any shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I was like, oh, yeah, I have a show tonight. And I told Damon, I was like, I'm sorry. I promise I will be in a better place tomorrow. Um, So that was dumb. Um, The thing I love is. Uh, our friend Madalona Martin has a new podcast. It is called 
uh, take these songs. And I love Matt. It's so you should listen. You will love it because you love music. And it's just yeah. it's a very NPR y, like very soothing. And it's just a person comes on, they bring four songs, they bring a song that is old. Uh, so more than 25 years old, a song that's new within the last year, a song that's borrowed, so a cover song, and a song that makes them blue. So like a, a, a song that makes you emotional. Yeah. And then they talk about the songs and like kind of the history of the, their history of the songs, why they like it. Like the first two guests are both musicians, so they talk a lot about what the, you know, how the musicality of the song. Um, but I'm going to do an episode. And so I've been thinking about my songs and it's been so fun. And Ben and I like had this, took this walk and like discussed it. And I was like, it's such a fun, like, uh, like a conversation starter. <laughs> like to be like, okay, let's think of our songs. Cause I've really been, I've been like listening to a lot of music. Um, just like thinking about what these songs are. So, okay. Say that one more time. So Something. So it's something old, which is a song that's older than 25 years, which okay. is like not that old. <laughs> um, right. And then, and these are all just songs you love that's something that means something to you. So it can be anything. Like it doesn't have to be your favorite song, but just something that means something. Mm-hmm. Um, so something old, something new, a song that was released within last year, something borrowed. So it was a cover song. Oh, cool. And then something uh, blue. So a song that makes you emotional. It doesn't have to be a sad song, but it should be something that like, evokes emotion in you oh that's um, awesome right and it's so fun that. and the first two are just so great they're really yeah they're just like I was saying there's a very NPR vibe and it's really just like so nice to hear people talking about music and just appreciating things um and I love it so highly recommend that awesome I'm definitely gonna check that out yeah it's called uh something bar take these songs oh take these songs okay take these songs yep something so bard was a Kate Hudson Romantic comedy movie. Right. Totally. Also watch that. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) I also totally recommend that. Do it. Um, Well, guys, that's it. That's our episode. And uh, I think it was a good one. I think that was real fun. This was a good episode. (laughs) Yeah. You guys stop complaining. (laughs) Sally's going to lose her shit on you because she's tearing everybody's heads off. (laughs) This is why I had to have my day off today. I was like, I am at my limit. (laughs) Got it. Um, So anyway, so you guys, thanks for listening. Um, If you saw us in Asheville and now you're listening to this episode, I hope you will like reach out and tell us that, you know. Tell us you're listening. That would be awesome. Also, you can always, uh, you can follow Jen and I on Instagram if you want to find out when our shows are, if you want to see we're touring a little bit. Uh, Jen is at Jen O'Neill Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I am at the, the Sally Brooks. And you can follow all of Dumb Love on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all at Dumb Love Podcast. That is also our dumblovepodcast.com is our website where you can find our merch and you can email us at dumblovepod at gmail.com. Also rate and review. Also tell a friend. Also, you know, just live your best life. Yeah. We'd love that. Now that we just gave you two weeks worth of homework after that, (laughs) live your best life. Yep. Um, And thank you guys so much for listening and thanks for um, talking to us and uh, all the things and we love hearing from you and yes. uh, make sure to get out and thank you to everybody that came out to this show mm. and um, uh, yeah, I wish you would come out to all the shows come out to all <laughs> Sally needs your support <laughs> I need thank you and um, I'm sorry for anybody who was at Gravy on Wednesday night that was I didn't mean it <laughs> I didn't she did I did um, but I, I shouldn't have <laughs> but make sure to get out there and do something dumb for love dumb 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 
dum 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 